It's time for Talking Michigan Transportation, a podcast devoted to the conversations with people at the forefront of the ongoing mobility revolution. In the state that put the world on wheels, here's your host, MDOT Communications Director, Jeff Cranson. So once again, welcome to the Talking Michigan Transportation podcast. This week, I'm pleased to have with me Dennis Kolar, the Managing Director of the Road Commission of Oakland County. Dennis wrote what I thought was a, a very well-stated op-ed in Crane's last week that laid out uh, why talking about the road funding formula in Michigan misses the larger point of what we need to do. Um, and he underscored a number of, of good points. So, Dennis, thanks for taking the time to do this. Oh, you're welcome, Jeff. Happy to do so. So let's start with uh, with your, your premise right out of the gate when you said, here we go again. Um, you made the point that this discussion about Act 51 uh, has has come up and gone on over time, and one of the things that you pointed out right away is that people like to say that Act 51 dates to 1951, which makes it sound archaic and in need of major overhaul, when in fact it's been revised dozens of times over the years. Well, that's true, and actually I think somebody's counted and it's been amended almost uh, 300 times, and the formula has been changed, or at least the split, six or seven times. So as I pointed out in the article, I mean, through the years, legislators and obviously the executive branch and has gotten together and tried to modify and change things as the environment changes in Michigan. So your history with this um, goes back how far? How long have you been in your position? Well, I've, I've been at the Road Commission approaching 35 years. So, <laughs> and I've been in the managing director's office for um, about 15. So you've had a lot of time to try to educate lawmakers and the public and and media outlets about this problem and and why we're where we are. Um, what do you what do you think really needs to happen to to get a sustainable solution? Um, there's lots of reasons. I know we talk about term limits and things that make it difficult in Michigan, but um, compared to other states, why do you think we've been banging our heads against the wall for so long? Well, that's <laughs> I guess that's the million dollar question, isn't it, Jeff? As far as um, the legislature through the years has and the executive branch has chosen to fund other things. I think you're well aware that road funding per capita in Michigan has been in the top, bottom ten since the 60s. And it's professionals like us that need to get the word out, and maybe we need to do a little be better job of trying to educate people. But it's the legislator's job to... Uh, find the revenue. Yeah, so I was at a Chamber of Commerce breakfast in Grand Rapids this morning with a legislative panel and Representative Van Singel, who uh, has some Lakeshore communities in his district. Um, he's a Republican, and he made the point that um, this is a revenue problem, and I think it's his background as an accountant that kind of informed his, his remarks, but he said, as long as you've got people in, in any caucus that say, I absolutely am not going to vote for revenue, I'm not going to vote for any tax increase, I'm, I'm not going to vote for reinvestment, basically, um, it's going to be you know impossible to, to get something done. What do you hear from lawmakers in, in your delegation that you talk to? Well, I think there's, there's a recognition, they recognize that there needs to be an increase in revenue. You know, the, the issue is where? In my opinion, um, there's probably a case to be made, and it seems like some would get behind taking a sales tax off of fuel. 
and converting that to a gas tax. So I think there's some movement. Now, whether it would, I don't think it's going to get to the point of what the governor's proposal was last year at 45 cents, but I think <coughs> there'll be some movement. I just haven't heard what yet. Do you think that, uh, you know, because of the discussions and you're, you know, keenly aware of this, that uh, what MDOT is able to do with state and trunk line fund bonds, bonding against those funds, can only go to state trunk lines um, and doesn't help the, the problem for your system or the other 615 local road agencies around the state. Um, is that going to spur some, some real discussion, or instead are people going to think, well, the governor must have solved the problem, so we should move on? Well, <laughs> I think you're going to have people in both camps there. I believe that, yes, this will put some pressure on the, you know, the local legislators to come up with something. You know, we talk about from the driveway to the highway. And, you know, without an increase in revenue, you know, by in the next couple of years, we're going to start seeing the road system fail again. Yeah, where do you feel like you are on the pavement projection curve for Oakland County, understanding that you also have to maintain a fair number of gravel roads? Well, the numbers and the modeling that we've done shows that we'll peak in 2025, you know, based on what I'll call the Snyder package and the additional funding we've received. We peak in 2025 with, I believe, about 51% good. That's the peak. That's the peak. Yeah. And what's your what's your goal when you think about good, fair, or poor pavement? Well, well, we 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 would like to be up in the you know in the mid 80s with our good and fair, for sure. Yeah. So Oakland County is. We'll, we'll never we'll never get there. Right. Right. Not, that's the problem. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, not to disparage anybody else, but Oakland County is among the best at, at asset management, and and I think much like the state, which has been very aggressive with the science of asset management for a long time, and in some ways um, can be victims of your own success by stretching the dollars and you know finding new ways to innovate and and still get things done in a challenged funding environment. But you can only innovate so far, right? Well, that's true. I think you make a you make a very good point. You know, we've we've learned to be, and we try to be efficient all the time. You know, based on our revenue and how bad it was before the last increase, we try to you know do the best with what we have. So, getting back to you know the premise and the reason that you decided to to write this op-ed, um, there's discussions again. Um, this was going on even before the bonding plan was announced, but that this is the the bonding plan has certainly accelerated this discussion about redoing the formula so that the locals get more. You know, some people would have thought, well, you know, as head of one of the largest local road agencies in the state, you would be all for that because you'd be thinking, you know, how can I get more money for my county? But instead, you took this more universal approach and said, you know, we've got to think once and for all about about the entire state. You know, one Michigan. So talk a little bit about that and what provoked you to, to, to write this? Well, what, what provoked me, I'm sure that you're well aware, or those of us in the, in the road business, is that had been this push with, um, you know, Senator Lacito's bills to really take a radical look and base the funding model, you know, primarily on population. And quite frankly, it would, would have gutted MDOT. Uh, because um, that wasn't going to get any of the revenue from population. Right. And 
I mean, to me, that was so radical that that's what generated writing that article. Is like, oh, wait a minute here. We're just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. And, you know, we're taking our eye off the ball and ignoring the real fact is that we don't generate enough revenue for roads in the state. Well, you laid it out succinctly and eloquently when you talked about, you know, the need for the agricultural products that, that your residents consume that may come from western Michigan or northern Michigan. Um, in the same token, you talk about people going to the beaches and, and the other, you know, tourism spots. And I, I think that problems with with uh, things like Senator Lacito's bill are, you know, as I've said, it's like that, that works, I guess, if you're going to tell people in Macomb County they can only drive in Macomb County. Right. Well, in... Not, not to probably get too deep into those bills, but then that was generating, I don't know how much you've read some of that, Jeff, is they were talking about developing their own formulas. Each county would develop their own funding formula. So that the communities within the county would have different distributions, basically. Correct. And to me, that just seems to complicate things far more than what Act 51 is. Yeah, we already think Act 51 is this Byzantine thing and that every time you pull a thread, you know, the whole thing could unravel and it's complicated enough. So adding to that um, right. seems really scary. Yeah, I agree. Well, I guess, you know, going forward, you know, like you said, we're in this together. We're going to keep at it. You're going to keep at it. Um, some of the things I heard today from a pretty broad section of the West Michigan delegation, at least Muskegon, Ottawa, and, and Kent counties, is is that desire to keep talking about it and, you know, that revenue has to be part of that, whether it's uh, increasing the sales tax, expanding that to more services. Um, just for a second, um, you know, if you could be king, because you've studied this and you've looked at Act 51, what, what, what do you think? And, you know, it doesn't have to be what the governor proposed last year, but what would you see as the ideal solution? Well, my ideal solution is going to be something along the lines between registration fees and a fuel tax increase. And the reason I say that is because those two things are constitutionally protected. And future legislators can't change that. And that's the big problem with what you called the Snyder Plan earlier, right? That $600 million isn't necessarily guaranteed. And, And that's why I say that. Now, that might, you know... Some people might get excited about that, but being in the road business, we want to make sure that the funding that comes here is dedicated to roads and is spent on roads. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dennis, thanks again for uh, taking the time to talk a little bit about this and for you know for your voice, your important voice, given your your constituency and the importance of Oakland County and and, and the entire state, state government and and roads and everything else that uh, that matters. I really appreciate it. That's a wrap for this edition of Talking Michigan Transportation. Check out show notes and more on SoundCloud or by subscribing on Apple Podcasts.